Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I have an unusual guest on the show. It is Helen Wolday. And Helen, um, I met her through my brother-in-law, Dr. Rick Hodes, who's been a, who is a medical doctor in Ethiopia. And that's why I started my nonprofit that I, that I talk about um, sometimes on the program. And Helen met, she's going to tell you the story, but she had this amazing amazing is not even a good word for it, this profound dream and then experience that she's going to share today. And I have to smile because when I think of we were having, Rick is in the States where he was because of COVID. And so he he came over for dinner and he was like, so excited to tell me his story. He was like almost falling off his chair. And he himself will uh, hopefully come on the program because he has lots of um, stories to tell us also working in Ethiopia. So Helen, welcome to the program. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It is so wonderful to have you. And um, yeah, let's just let's just jump right in and tell us tell us your story. Okay, it's um around my birthday, around March, uh, in March after mid March, I remember uh, one day I had this vivid dream, and the dream was so clear I could not even just ignore it or not talk about it, and so I woke up in the morning and I told my dad I was with my parents I had a dream. And you're like, ah, it's just another day, you know? Right. So uh, nobody paid attention, but I could not let it go because I felt like I got a message and I needed to find out what was it about. So the dream I had was there is this actress, a famous actress back in Ethiopia, I personally never met her in person, but I have seen her on TV sometimes, like the Ethiopian shows. And I haven't watched her shows in a very long time. And I haven't heard anything about her, anything, nothing. I don't have any information about her, but I saw her in my dream. And she brought me a baby and she said, Helen, I need you to save this baby. I said, how am I going to save a baby? I'm not a doctor. What's going on with the baby? She said, this baby has a heart problem and you're the only one who can save her. And I was like, no, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a heart surgeon, so I cannot do anything for her. What do you mean save her? She said, here, she gave me the baby. 
you have to do everything you can to save this baby. So I took the baby and I've seen, uh, it looks like a hospital bed. And I see few doctors around that bed. And I lay down the baby and I've seen the doctors working on her, having open heart surgery. And then the baby woke up. She woke up and she sat down. And this amazing woman that I've seen in my dream, she said, oh my God, you saved the baby. I said, I did not save the baby. Said, if you did not do everything you did for her, she wouldn't be alive today. And then obviously like the baby was sitting down and I had to pick her up and hold her in my arms. And then I woke up. So, I mean, it was weird to me because I never had a dream like that. And even if I have dreams, I never remember, you know, I never, it never had any special meanings to me. So mm. this one, I could not let it go. I could not let it go. And in the morning I told my dad, I have a dream about a baby. And I took her for a heart surgery and the baby was okay after that. And this is weird. And I couldn't let it go. He said, oh, it's just another day. And then I went to work and I called my mom. I say, mom, uh, I had a dream about a baby. And it's not just a random, it's just very random, but there is something to it. She's a big believer. She's very spiritual as well. So she said, how about you find out? I say, that's a good idea. So I had to track the, the actress back in Ethiopia. I had to find her. So I have to call some people and then I have to send her a message. And they found her. They told her I wanted to reach out to her and she was okay with it. So I called her. Wasn't there just, wasn't it kind of a synchronicity that your brother knew someone that knew someone that knew her? Exactly. Yes. So yeah. a friend of her works with my brother. So it did not even click with my mind. Just, uh, you know, how am I going to even begin looking for the girl back in Ethiopia? Her name is Meseret. And yeah, so it was all connected to me. So all I had to do was, you know, follow my dreams. And here it was. So I called my brother and asked his friend's phone number. And then I talked to to a friend and her friend talked to Maseret back in Ethiopia and she said yeah have her call me and when I called her and tell her the story about my dream Maseret was crying she was in tears and she said I don't know what it is but oh my god I cannot believe this coincidence I said what is it she said a mom came a few days ago once I was leaving an event and she was holding a baby, the baby was crying and in pain. She was in a lot of discomfort and the mom is crying. And she told me that her daughter who was seven months old is in a very critical condition. And the baby has a down syndrome and she had a heart problem. And she said, she doesn't know what to do with the baby. She doesn't know where to go to get help. And she was asking her to help her. And she said, uh, she said, I don't know how to help her. She said she felt like she has no options and she didn't know what to do about the baby. So she was deeply saddened and she went home and prayed and prayed and prayed. 
and she cried and she cried. So she said, uh, she said to me, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to help her because I didn't have any means at the moment. And she said, it's amazing how honestly you had a dream and find me now we're going to help the baby. I said, so what, what's going on? She, I asked her details about the baby and she doesn't know much about, she didn't know much about the baby because she felt like she was not able to help her at the moment. There was no point uh, asking too much question right. uh, according to her. So she found out her mom's phone number and she sent me the baby's picture, uh, the parents' information and everything. And she texted me right away. So I reached out to her mom, Christian's mom. Her name is Mary. And I called her and I say, hi, this is Helen. I'm calling from Minnesota. I want to help Christian, baby Christian. And let me know how I can help. And the mom was listening to me talk, talking the whole time, but you know, she couldn't tell me anything because she didn't know where I was coming from. Right. And it was scary for me to just go uh, call her and tell her, Hey, I had a dream about your daughter and she needed a heart surgery and she's going to be better after that. I cannot tell, tell her that because, you know, it's going to be very, I don't know. Kind of like, who is this crazy woman? At the moment. Uh, <laughs> so she listened, she listened. She said uh, she's trying to get help and she had no idea what to do. And she didn't give me much information. So I kept trying. It, it took me a while, honestly, for, for the process to move on because uh, I keep calling the mom. I didn't get any response. And I keep bugging Maserat back home. She like, I have no information. I said, oh, my God. And every time I called, her condition was getting worse and worse. So I decided one day to call her mom and tell her about my dreams. So I called her and I said, listen, Mary, the reason I want to help Christian was I had a dream about Christian. I don't know it was going to be Christian, but I had a dream about this baby that she, she had a heart problem. She needed a heart surgery and I'm the one got want me to help her. So I want to help her. And the mom started crying. She said, God send me an angel. Mm. And she stopped crying and we couldn't even finish our conversation because she was in tears and in tears she couldn't stop crying that made me very emotional then uh then things start moving along and organ nonprofit organizations based in alana uh start working on her uh start working on her medical files and sending her to India to have a surgery. Anyway, so I was happy to pay for her medical expense and send her to India. And then making the grades, the organization did everything else. They worked day and night to make it happen for her. Uh, and is that how Rick, is that how um, Rick got involved, my brother-in-law? Yes. So Rick uh, and I think uh, Shaley, the CEO of Making the Grades, 
they know each other. So Shelly, according to Shelly, she told me she called, I think Rick told me, not Shelly, but told me that she Shelly called him and asked him what be the best hospital to send kids with Down syndrome and have a heart problem. And he told her that uh, the doc, the hospital in India, he had sent some kids over there and he had a good success with that. Yeah. So they start working with the hospitals and the doctors out there. And it was a lot of work, but they made it. Uh, honestly, they made the surgery happen for that baby. And when she was, she went to India. So the process was completed. She went to India and she was waiting and waiting to get a surgery because she had an infection. And until the infection and the fever gets under control, finished under antibiotic, kind of took time. But the day came and baby Christian was going to have a surgery. And they took the baby from the mom. And the mom called me and she said, Helen, she's an OR now. I said, don't worry, Mary. Honestly, if everything so far is the way it is, I have a big face that God, is, she's in God, she's going to make it through. Mm. I see her after completing her surgery. I see her sitting down on the, hospital, on the bed and I've seen me picking up the baby. So Mary, don't worry, you're going to pick up your baby again. And, and she was like, she said, I believe you. And after a day, she was an ICU and, you know, kind of took time, but we were so faithful that the baby was going to make it through. Mm-hmm. And she made it through. She is one strong baby. <laughs> and I, after uh, she got out of ICU, the mom called me holding the baby and she said, you gave my baby back. You gave me my baby back. And that was the best moment for me. When I saw her mom holding her baby again, I don't know. That was that was the best moment. I never felt so happy and grateful in my life just like that. And baby Christiana, she went back to Ethiopia. She she recovered well. She just turned one year old about a month ago. Oh, have you had you actually met her personally? I never met her personally. I never even know who those people are. It's just that I had to follow my dream yeah. and I found them. And we FaceTime. We talk at least two, three times a week now. It's just like having another baby. So when I start calling her, that's my spiritual baby, you know. I only have two girls, but God gave me another one. So she calls me. I FaceTime her twice a week, three times a week. And her mom became another family member to us, So, which is wonderful. So, so beautiful. I know when we, when you told me your story before, and I'd love to share with the listeners that, first of all, it wasn't easy for you to convince this mother that, you know, who you were and that you wanted to help. Um, 
And was it just finally telling her the dream that she then recognized that in her, as in her words, that an angel was sent by God? Yes. She actually opened up once after I told her about my dream. Until then, I'm just, you know, I'm a complete stranger. So she can't tell me anything, even if I say I want to help. Probably she heard that before and nobody, you know, some people never kept the words for her. So it's just another person for her. But once I told her about my dream, that's when she opened up to me. And, um, you know, I've had other people in the program that have said, when you have a dream like that, I'm going to call it more a, um, well, we call them visitation. So a visitation Mm -hmm. from your higher self or, or the divine, you just can't let it go. You know, and I know that you just would not let it go because you had to call the mother many, many times in order to to have her. And Helen, I I remember also that they almost, the government almost said the baby wasn't going to be able to have surgery because, well, I'm not exactly sure why, but can you tell us about that? So the... You know, like the board, the medical board had to, had to decide uh, if the baby can go out of the country for medical purposes. So that's how it works, I believe, back home in Ethiopia. Yeah. So just looking at her, uh, the progression of her disease state, because usually kids with uh, Down syndrome with a heart problem, they, they will have surgeries around three months. And then they will have, you know, good chance of surviving and growing and, you know, having a better outcome. But she's seven months. So Uh there's a lot of question um, that was asked, is she going to make it? Is it worth it? Like the risks versus uh, the benefit. uh, Having the baby to go through that kind of surgery. And what if she doesn't make it? You know, it's just a lot of things to consider. and. So for them, they had to take time to decide. Plus, you know, it it takes a lot of time. Things are not expedited like here in the U.S. Like we think it should be. Back home, everything takes a lot of time. And then if you have a sick child, you can't just sit around and wait for too long because her condition was progressing day by day. Wow. So Helen, how is this? How has this changed you? I mean, I know you've always been very, as most Ethiopians are, very spiritual. um, And you've also had some, you know, some some difficult times in your own life. Do you ever think about why me? Why Why did God or whomever, why was I chosen? I asked that actually. Um, I have, you know, like I learned one thing after I I had this vision and it was very confusing. And I've been telling the people around me and people think I was crazy. I'm like, what are you talking about? And nobody can relate to you. And I felt so different. And then once, you know, like, it became reality 
And I had to sit down and think about it. What just happened in my life? Uh, it is a big deal because uh, I'm like, wow, I changed somebody's life. That's good. And how I made them feel actually changed my life. Not only that, it makes me go back and remember my own life. Uh, I had to go back because I went through a divorce and, uh, you know, postpartum depression, things mm. like that. And I had a really uh, rough time emotionally. And what I did to cope with all of that was meditation. So that gave me peace, a lot of peace. And I've been doing that for a very long time. So when I start really uh, realizing that the things that happened in my life throughout those times, my hard times, uh, there were people in my life. There was a lot of people. They were just random people. I don't know them, never met them. But every time I have a hardship, there were people. It could be, I could be pregnant. I was pregnant back to back. So I could be in a grocery store carrying heavy bags. There will be somebody helping me. I could be at work and hungry. There'll be some random customer coming, uh, bringing me lunch. And there's a lot. And uh, I had a problem with my children. Um, and there was all those people. I don't owe them anything. They were showing up from everywhere, helping me. So I wanted to be really bitter about my life at some point. I was so mad. Okay, now I went through a divorce. I had this happened to me, that happened to me. And I really need to sit down and grieve and be sad. But I couldn't. The reason was I was so grateful uh, for all those people who showed up in my life. They actually changed my life. Even if I had hard times, there were always people, good people in my life, getting me through it. I might not see them uh, again, but they were there. So, you know, like I learned so much uh, from it. Every time we have a hard time, we might not know it, but there's always good people around us who show up and lift us up. Uh, Many call them earth angels. That's what I call yes. them. Yes, and I was so blessed to be one of them yeah. for Christian. <laughs> uh, so beautiful. And I have to thank my brother-in-law, Rick Hodes, because he also, well, you mentioned to me in our previous interview or previous conversation that you really didn't think, you knew something special had happened, but you didn't think it was that you didn't talk about it a lot. And Rick said, oh my gosh, you need to like shout, shout this to the world. Yeah, he was excited for me. And we were talking and I'm like, oh my God, Rick, okay, people around me think I'm crazy and you think I'm special. So I don't know how to feel about this now. <laughs> had a very confused yeah. time. And it was quite an experience. Right. It was. Uh, and he was calling me and telling me, oh my God, Helen, you have to read this. And he was telling me about his experiences and stuff. And I'm like, I was literally awakened. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yes. Something happened to me and it was beautiful. Yeah. That's all I could say. 
it was beautiful. And I don't know. <laughs> I was happy to be one of the chosen ones, I guess. Right. Um, and also, I know you didn't have really much money. You didn't have the money to do this. But, but yes, how moment, much is it? I'll get it somehow. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... I felt like it was a calling and, you know, like I have to do it. I have, oh, yes. Yes. It doesn't, sometimes it's not like, uh, I paid $6,500 for her medical mm-hmm. treatment. Uh, I could have that money in my account, but it's not going to change my life, honestly. But it changed her life. It changed baby Christian's life. It meant something for her. Mm-hmm. But that money wouldn't mean anything if I have it in my bank account. It's just another $6,000 you have in your account. But when you share it with the people who really needs it, it would change their life. Yeah. And change yours. And it changed mine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a beautiful story. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing. And is there is there anything else you'd like to like to share with the listeners before we wrap it up? Um, well, thank you for having me on your show, Marla. I've been listening all the podcasts and I love them. Uh, mm-hmm. Such a good stories and they're all beautiful. And I'm so happy uh, I had the chance to be on your show as well. I'm so grateful. Uh, I'm so excited that you came on in. I am going back to Ethiopia, hopefully in early next year. So maybe, maybe I could meet them and get some pictures and we can send them to you or we could FaceTime. Oh, yes. I would love wonderful. that. Yeah. I haven't been back there for the last 17 years. So oh my goodness. I get to go home and hold that baby. There's no place like Ethiopia. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And um, oh my gosh. So, you know, these dreams, these spiritual transformative experiences, they they change the world. And you're truly in, you're truly an angel yourself. Um, I know it, I feel it. Well, thank you so much and, and big hugs to your little your little ones also. Thank you. Thank you, Marla. Okay, have a great day. You too, my dear. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.